0: Good evening, it is so good to see you tonight and we're so glad that you decided to join us for our Wednesday evening Bible study. So glad that the three of us could be together again to to be with you as we spend a little bit of time together here in God's Word. I want to encourage you to go ahead and turn in your Bible over to 1 John chapter 3 as we're going to be continuing our study here together. In 1 John chapter 3, I'm going to begin reading in verse 19. and love one another, just as he has commanded us. Whoever keeps his commandments abides in God, and God in him. And by this we know that he abides in us by the Spirit, whom he has given us. I think it's probably fair to say that most of us, as Christians, at different points in our life, uh, we struggle with doubt. Uh, we we struggle with moments of wondering whether or not we are good enough, uh, whether or not we've done enough good to uh, deserve salvation. Uh, We we struggle with wondering whether or not we are really living a life that's right in the sight of God. Uh, And and quickly, um, we will never be good enough. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and we certainly can never do enough to, to deserve or to earn the salvation that God has given us. So, you know, those two questions can quickly be resolved. Uh, but knowing whether or not we're living this life uh, with an assurance that we're living our life pleased in the eyes of God, we can know that. You know, we, we can know that we're living our life uh, in a way that is right in the sight of God. Uh, Here, John almost gives us a a standard or a a test of sorts, uh, and that is the standard is going to be love, that love, true love, actually should serve as a a reassurance, you know, of the presence of God in our life. In in verse 20, he wrote, whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart. Uh, So men, what, what does that mean?
1: Goes on to say that, and he knows everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but I don't, so I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the way I I think about that, um, you mentioned doubt earlier, mm-hmm. and that's where my mind goes. Um, you know, a lot of times we hear phrases like, listen to your heart. And I know there's even a, a song we sing, that's listen to our hearts. And sometimes that's okay, but the, the problem is sometimes um, we lean too much on our own understanding and we can get kind of bogged down. I can't tell, how, tell you how many conversations I've had with Christians who are in a, a, just a, a weird place where they feel so overwhelmed and so beaten down by their sin that they just don't feel like there's an escape. Mm-hmm. They don't feel like they could ever come out of that and that They're just not, they'll never be good enough. Mm -hmm. And they just have no confidence in themselves. And I look at at this and I think, whenever our heart condemns us, and my mind is going back to those times where I feel like that I have said something to someone I shouldn't have said, or I've done something I shouldn't have done, and and I I feel guilt over that, and I feel so much guilt that I feel ashamed, and I feel so ashamed to even approach God. Mm And, and that keeps me from approaching God mm-hmm. and even talking to him about it. Mm-hmm. And so I think about this passage. I think about that's my heart condemning me. And that's, uh, in, in my opinion, it's Satan making me feel even more disconnected from God. Like I can't even approach him mm-hmm. to even ask forgiveness of what I've done. Right. And uh, And sometimes I think, that keeps us from doing what we should do, that keeps us from asking for forgiveness, that keeps us from repenting, that keeps us, that keeps us repeating the mm-hmm. same thing over and over again because we feel like there's nothing we can do. Right. And the, the good news is is that God doesn't, God wants us to push those feelings aside and just, just come to Him, yeah. approach Him. Uh, but I think our, our self-doubt and our heart keeps us from doing what we need to do sometimes.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. When I read this passage, um, you know, we, we've talked about doubt a little bit already. And I think that's the number one thing that comes to my mind when I think about this passage. And like the doubt of, am I really a Christian? Mm-hmm. You know, um, you, you brought up, do I deserve to be a Christian? Which, even though sometimes we know is false, like mm-hmm. we know Christianity is not this merit based thing, mm-hmm. sometimes it's still a struggle for us to fully grasp that and understand I that agree. and really yeah. accept that. It's not merit-based. It's right. totally on God and it's not on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just kind of what I get from this passage, this first part is is that, yeah, there's going to be times that I'm going to be filled with doubt, uh, but God is never filled with doubt. Right. And and while there might be times where I'm constantly going back and forth, I'm like, am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? Am, am I living how I'm supposed to? You know, God just sees me as his child. Right. And it's mm-hmm. not where God's looking at me looking down at me and saying, You're my child now, okay, now you're not my child, you're my child now, okay, now now you're not my child. God is bigger than that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And God is bigger than our hearts and our emotions and the doubts that we sometimes have. That's kind of
0: just what I take
2: away from Mm -hmm. from this.
0: Yeah, you know, and I completely agree. I think, you know, the idea of doubt and being uncertain within myself and about myself, I think that's inevitable. I, I think no matter how long a person maybe has been a Christian I think we're all gonna still struggle with those moments. You know, anxiety and fear and uh, just we're not certain about our own salvation the way that we should be. Uh, But as scripture tells us here, God is greater than our hearts. Uh, And you know, Dave led off with the latter part of that verse where it says, he knows all things. So that means God knows all things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He knows my sin, he knows my love, he knows the, the good that I do. He even knows the good that I intend to do, but I don't ever get around to do it. <laughs> you know, God knows all these things. And, and I feel like that um, all-encompassing knowledge that God and God alone has, that should really be something that provides me hope, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and it should bring an assurance more so than, than fear. Um, people can only judge us based on our actions. People can only judge us based on what they see. But God sees the heart. God sees the intent. God knows so much more about us than anyone else can or will ever know. Uh, I think a a good example of this is with with King David. King David wanted to build a temple for God, uh, but God did not allow him that opportunity. But he was still blessed because of the desire. Mm -hmm. And and even as Solomon was kind of dedicating the temple, uh, he referred to his dad's desire to want to build it. In 1 Kings chapter 8, it says, beginning in verse 17, now it was in the heart of David, my father, to build a house for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. But the Lord said to David, my father, whereas it was in your heart to build a house for my name, you did well that it was in your heart. You know, it was good. It it was something that David didn't accomplish, but, God still knew his heart and he was blessed for it. So God judges the heart and, and again, that knowledge that belongs to God and God alone, it should bring us uh, a lot of hope in this life. Uh, now from there, John would go on to write that there are these two things that are pleasing in the eyes of God, these these two commandments that uh, our relationship with God depends. He said, we must believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ. Now. That word name there is not referring uh, simply to a person's literal name. Uh, A good example of that is Psalm 124 in verse eight. Uh, It says, our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Uh, Clearly there, the, the psalmist is not saying that the help came from the literal name of God. It's more than that. It's more than a literal name. It's more about a person's character, their nature. Uh, so, so, I mean, what does it mean to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ?
2: I think, you know, Christ wasn't Jesus's last name. It's not like right. Mary's name was Mary <laughs> Christ or Joseph's name was Joseph Christ. Right. Uh, so I think when you're believing in the name, uh, it, while it's, it's not just the name, there is also Christ as a title. Yeah. It's who Jesus is. It's says that yeah. he's the son of God and that he is our savior. Right. Um, so. While it's not the name, there is also this title that is added to Jesus' mm-hmm. name, and that is He is mm-hmm. you are Jesus the Christ. Right. You know, mm-hmm. you are our Savior. Um so it's it's believing in, in who he is and not right. just what not just his name, like you said, right. but it, but in who he is and what he's done uh for us.
1: Yeah, and I, and I was just thinking about something you said, just kind of relating to the name being more and of course right like you just said it's not like it's Jesus Christ, it's like his last name, but if if it's got his title and it represents him, uh, I relate to that in a way that just growing up, I I was always told you're you're only a given one name. And that name you wear is what represents you. And of course I've heard that in my physical, like my name, Lassiter, but also as Christian. Right. You know, and so if I'm thinking about what that word, that name represents, um, it's more than just my name. Right. It's who I am. Mm-hmm. And so just thinking about what um, John is saying here, believing on the name, it, it is, it's is—it's much more than that. And I, and I think he's referencing Matthew 22. Uh, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And, and of course, we'll, we'll talk about the next part here in a second. But um, this is Jesus responding to the question that's posed to him, what is the greatest commandment? Uh, and so loving God and, and and loving on the name of Jesus and believing in the name of Jesus, I, I think is, um, it's, it's much more than just saying, well, yeah, I think he's real. Yeah, yeah I believe that he's real. And, and I believe that... You know, he came to earth, and and then I believe that he died. It's what we're doing about that. It's how we're living. It's our dedication. Mm -hmm. It's our um, trusting him, uh, relying on him, clinging to him. It's more than just acknowledging his existence, right? It's it's our actual, um, our our faith, our our walk with him.
2: I also think there's an aspect of authority mm-hmm. here, too. I mean, like you think about stuff sure. so you see in movies, you know, stop in the name of the law right. or in the name of king, so and so, we're, we're going to do this. Yeah. Um, and I think there is like that aspect of when you're talking about doing something in someone's name, like there is an aspect of authority. Sure. So when we yes. are believing in the name of Jesus, we're not just believing in who he is and what he's done, but we're believing in the authority that he right. has mm-hmm. to rule.
0: Amen. Mm-hmm. I, I completely agree. Uh, and then there is the second commandment that they began to touch on for us that is given here to love one another just as he has commanded us. And, and of course, that seems to be a reference back to John 13, 34, uh, where Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you, you are to love one another. Um, so so guys, what does this kind of love for one another, what does that look like?
1: Well, I think it's what we've been talking about the past couple of weeks. I okay. think John has really been hitting our relationship with one another the past several no john hasn't been doing it the past several weeks we've been <laughs> doing it the past several weeks about while in john uh first john here but um it's first of all it's not an option it's a commandment we right. see that time and time again throughout the scripture when it comes to our relationship with one another but just going back to some of the things that we've said the past couple weeks it's it's just how we're doing life with one another it's how we're treating one another it's it's not that I'm just saying I love you guys because I'm supposed to love you guys, but I genuinely care for you guys, and I hope that shows through my actions, not just my words. Right. And so, you know, loving one another through thick and thin, um, we're a family, and and you guys know how it is in your own like physical families here uh, on Earth, but our spiritual family it, it should be like that too, and. And that's what a healthy family is like. And so uh, just, going, just echoing the things that we've said the past several weeks because mm-hmm. that's kind of what we've been hitting on is how we relate or how we treat each other. Uh, it's just that, that respect we have for one another, that love, that care, that dedication, and putting uh, others first before mm-hmm. ourselves.
0: Yeah. And I like the fact, Dave, you just hit on that word commandment because um, sometimes I think even though we, we obviously understand what it means, to love, and that it is a commandment of God, a lot of times we struggle within ourselves. We go, ah, it's just so hard. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, or, I, or this person has hurt me in some way. And, and so we find ourselves struggling with the very idea of having to love somebody. Um, and so well, I think God would understand. You know, He would understand that I don't like them, that I don't love them. Mm. But that's just not the case. You know, the the commandment that we've been given, irregardless of how someone has treated us or, or what our feelings for them may be, uh, the commandment of God is to love. And, and I, I think we we can never forget that. You know how important that is.
2: I think sometimes. It- what you said is definitely true. And I think also sometimes the flip flip side of that is true as well, where you said sometimes we think about love and, like, oh, how can I love this person? Mm-hmm. How hard it is to love this person. I think also there's a flip side to it where sometimes it's almost easy to be like, oh, yeah, I yeah. love them. Right. You know, mm-hmm. of course I love Sister So and so that sits on the other side of the church building that I never speak to. I, right. I love her. Sure. You mm-hmm. know, and sometimes I think there's this idea that, well, as long as we're worshiping together in the same room, like, I love right. them. Right. You right. Know? But really, the kind of love that we're commanded to do is is the kind of love that you're talking about where it's like, okay, there is this tension here mm-hmm. sometimes. And there might be a, a time where it's like, well, how can I love this person? Right. Well, the commandment we have is, a, is almost a supernatural kind of love. It's not supernatural, but an unnatural. Right. Where yeah. people looking in are like, why do these Christians mm-hmm. treat each other the way that they treat each other? Yeah. And unfortunately, I think a lot of times the reputation in the broader Christian community is... The, the, the words might even be the same. Why do these Christians treat each other like this, mm-hmm. but it's in, in response to hate? Why yeah. do these Christians fight so much? Right. Why, if these people are supposed to be Christians, why are they doing this? Why are they doing right. that? Where the question should be, if these, Christians are, if these people are Christians, why is it they love each other like they do? Yeah. Why is it that, okay, even if so-and-so wronged them, that they're still able to love right. and forgive them?
0: And, and not by word alone. Right, you know, uh, which is what Justin was mentioning a minute ago, and I think it's a wonderful point because it is, it is very easy to just make the statement yeah. mm-hmm. and say I love them, yeah. but if there are no actions right. to back that up, uh, to reinforce that, then it's just it's vain words. Yeah. That's all it is. And I
1: think we try to find loopholes. You know, when it comes to this particular topic, bless their heart. Yes. <laughs> bless their hearts. That's exactly what my. Oh, you really? I didn't mean to show your thunder. That's all good. But no, but, but seriously, because yeah. you, you're making me think about uh-huh. that when you're like the perspective of, uh, of the world. Yeah. You know, and I was thinking about, well, how does the world see Christians, especially Southern Christians? And I would think, uh, my mind my, my, my immediately went back to the old idea of I can say anything I want to about anybody if I end with bless their hearts right. or if I start with bless their hearts, yeah, yeah. you know? And I'm just thinking that sometimes we we, we have this idea that we're s- supposed to love one another, uh, but we don't have to like each other. Mm-hmm. And and while there, there may be a grain of truth there where it's like I don't have to be completely compatible with somebody else, right? But I think we mask hate sometimes mm-hmm. with that.
2: For sure. Yeah. You know,
1: and, yeah. and, and it's more than just not really being compatible with someone. It's more about actively disliking, actively hating somebody and saying, well, I love them, but, right. well, we need to check our hearts. Yeah. Because while it's perfectly okay to not always be compatible with everybody, right, sometimes we use that as an excuse to actively actually hate someone yeah. and actively dislike someone and talk poorly about them, maybe I, we'll bless their hearts. Yeah.
0: A lot of times that word, but, it usually negates what you just said. Yeah. You know, like whatever you follow that up with, it totally contradicts mm-hmm. you saying I love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and what we see then are that these two commandments, uh, not by accident, but by you know a, a divine guide, these things they fit together. Our Christian life then, if I'm in doubt of whether or not I'm right on the side of God. I just need to reflect on my own Christian life and realize that it's dependent upon both right belief and right conduct. uh, And that if our belief isn't isn't real, uh, then it's not gonna be translated into action. Uh, And sometimes we also need to kind of keep our actions in check because even our actions don't really have any authority. If they're not motivated, by love, you know, by our belief. And and so while we can't even begin our Christian life until we truly believe who Jesus is, the reality is we're not living a Christian life if our life is not reflective of the love that he has for all of us. You know, if we're not reflecting that same love one to another. uh, These are some, some very... Very important and essential commandments, you know, mm-hmm. that, that our Christian life is gonna be founded on here. And, and while it is, it's not always easy, uh, we, we need love. Yeah. Man, it is so important that we feel that love from one another and, and are showing it toward each other so that we can know that we're right on the side of God. Uh, I think our time is probably about wrapped up for this evening. Uh, I'm gonna ask Justin if he would lead us in a closing word of prayer. Before he does, we want you to know that we love you. And we look forward to seeing you this Sunday for our Sunday morning worship service, which will begin at 10.30. Whether you be in person, there in the fellowship hall with us, or maybe sitting in the parking lot, listening on the radio, or tuning in online as you are right now. We are so thankful for you and we love you very much. Justin.
2: Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we're thankful for this day that you've blessed us with, this special time that we've had to open up your word, to look at uh, the words that John wrote so many years ago, Father, but to see that even though they were written so long ago, that they're still so true today. Uh, Father, I pray that we are all people of love, that we're people who um, who see that the way that you love us and we pass that love along to others and that we have uh, great love for our Christian brothers and sisters, a love that, that pushes past uh, any sort of of hate or anger or any sort of uh, disagreement, Father, and that uh, we love each other truly the way that you love us. Father, we're thankful for the ultimate example of love for your son, Jesus Christ, that he came to this earth and that he lived for us, that he died for us. It's because of him that we have forgiveness,
1: and it's through his name that we pray. Amen. Amen.